Hey y'all, welcome back to Hot Take Academy. I'm Audrey. And I'm Whitney. And today we're doing another film review. And it's on the film, 365 Days. And of course, Whitney will give her usual disclaimer. Um, maybe in this case, not so much of a disclaimer as a, you know, because it's not really opinion-based. Mm. Given the subject matter that's taking place over the span of this movie so i mean and i guess you can also just give sort of like a trigger warning as well yeah yeah um so this movie touches upon like kidnapping non-consensual aspects of like sex as well um Mm -hmm. things that basically are adjacent to assault (laughs) and yeah so if those themes will be triggering for you or won't or you won't be able to like consume it all at once take care of yourself in the process and if mm-hmm. anything we'll be here next week with another episode that probably will be more lighthearted and enjoyable to listen to <laughs> um so yeah um you want to start off with the summary of the film yeah um, so 365 days is based on a book and it's the story of this woman named Laura who is in this relationship with a guy who just isn't interested and she goes to Italy mm-hmm. where she gets kidnapped by this man, Massimo, and he gives her like this ultimatum that she has like 365 days to fall in love with him. Yep. And <sighs> let me take a deep breath of <laughs> Okay, so I guess now we could just touch into the themes that end up going into the film where it's basically sort of like a dom sub relationship, but more not consensual. And I say not consensual because Massimo literally kidnapped Laura because of his obsession with her after oh spoilers by the way if you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> um You know what? Don't watch it. Just yeah, don't watch it. Yeah, just listen to us. We'll basically give you a whole synopsis of what basically occurs. I say a dumb sub-relationship is not, that's non-consensual because Massimo has this unhealthy obsession with Laura after his father is shot in front of him. And weirdly enough in the film, after, and the, the bullet went through his, Massimo's father and Massimo. And when Massimo's on the ground, somehow Laura is like hovering over him, smiling down at him while he's dying. Well, potentially yeah, he dying. sees this vision of her. And ever since he's had that vision of her, if I need to have a portrait of her in my house, I'm going to tell all the girlfriends I'm with that I don't really like them. I want her. And whenever I find her, I'm going to drop y'all. So basically, that's what motivated Massimo when he did find Laura um, to kidnap her, to date her, which she had a bad reaction to because she has a quote-unquote weak heart. And then he goes on and says, I'll make you fall in love with me within a year. You sort of have to laugh because it gets worse from there. And I guess we could go into the next scene, which is like how possessive behavior does not equal love. So did you want to expand upon that? I mean, I think in the first film review we did, I said a statement that was like, I think society has progressed past the point for sociopathic men being like love interests. 
Mm-hmm. But apparently we haven't. At all. It's 2020. And we still have sociopathic men as love interests. I don't understand how people can see somebody being like, you're mine, only mine. I'll kill anybody. I'll kill you if you leave me. Come here. Like, leading you like a dog around. And be like, that's love. He loves me. Absolutely. And then it's like, Oh, it's so disgusting to see because again, it goes into the fact that this movie is being seen by everybody, no matter what mm-hmm. age range. Unfortunately, because if you if your parents ain't putting parental control on your Netflix, you could just watch it as you want. And I'm seeing yeah. on my explore page on Instagram people just like bonding over this movie, and I'm like this is exactly why these tropes need to end and die. <laughs> because even though we'd like to think that this is a, it's based off a book, which is fictional, it still mm-hmm. has some sort of influence or impact. Yeah. So Whether you want to admit it or not, that's what it is. And this is what also gets me upset in the movie because after Laura realizes she's being kidnapped and she ain't going back to Poland. Homegirls originally from Poland. She's going to be in Italy for a while. It's, she had ample opportunities to like dip or kill Massimo. <laughs> and yet she did it. <laughs> and yeah. then he also tells her like, I won't touch you unless you give me permission. And yet there are a plethora of times where he just forcibly grabs her, gropes what? her. <laughs> what was that shower scene? I don't what know. Was what do was it? No. Like, yeah, the guy who plays Massimo is very attractive. Yeah, like, he's really nice to look at. But this character is freaking disgusting. Like, disgusting. there are so many times, like, in one part of the movie, after, I guess, Laura has fully accepted the fact that she ain't going nowhere. And even when she did try to run away, she ran away in heels. So that stopped her from getting away from further. And then when she went to the police, the police saw Massimo and they were like, "Mm, you're on your own shit, basically. So they go to... They know what it is. They go to Rome, right? And before they go to Rome, literally, he had to pick her up and drag her. Someone in his team had to pick her up and drag her onto the private plane, right? And And strapped her in like a straight jacket. Strapped her in like a baby. And then he touches her again without her permission. Literally caresses her breast and puts his hand on her, her pants. Yeah. Like, how do you say if you won't touch me without my permission and it's grope galore? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a free for all at this point. So the movie is not consistent with this writing and also the way that um, the way it's performed as well. It's not consistent at all. And I, I don't know if the book was like this, because if it was, child... I'm going to get into that later. Okay. When you get to the parallels, please. But So then we're going to just go into how men are shitty. All the men in this movie, which... Let me bring really back a little bit. So Laura's from Poland. Massimo, of course, by the name. He's Italian. I think that we also need to get over this. Italians in movies are either mobsters, police officers, 
or just terrible people. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? And she even refers to Masumi at one point as a WAP, which <laughs> what? What the? What year are we in? <laughs> what year are we in? So yeah, it's like all the Italian men are terrible in this movie. Awful. But the way they're they're rapists, murderers, child predators, they're everything in the uh, in the above. It's as if Italian men cannot be anything other than mobsters in film. And this movie exemplifies that. And there are many men that in, that Laura interact with, not only the Italians, her boyfriend as well, who are just trash. Trash. Doesn't like her boyfriend didn't even want to like have sex with her before they flew out to Italy because he was focused on work. And yet you have Massimo who always wants to have sex, but yet he likes to have it whenever he wants to and does it with anyone he wants to and doesn't really have to ask for permission, even though he's at, he says he wants to ask for permission. It all doesn't make sense. It all does not no. make sense. No. And then there's this one point where he brings Laura to one of his clubs. Of course he has a club. Um, and she, again, is feeding into this whole, I'm not going to fall in love with him, but I'm going to still like seduce and flirt and like tease him phase. She goes up to another man in the club, and that man gets a little bit too handsy as well. And guess what he is? Italian. So <laughs> let me let me not just say men are shitty. They are saying that Italian men are the grossest people on earth, and you should not engage with them. That's what they're Basically. saying in this movie. <laughs> um, wow. And again, I went to like my other point of this Italian can only be mobsters, and it's kind of like. When are we gonna get over boxing certain ethnicities in film into stereotypes? Because I feel as though we've had, we've come so far, and also everybody in different ethnicities lives basically the same complex lives as human beings. So mm-hmm. why do we assign these boxes to certain ethnicities whenever we are asking them or putting them in the film? I don't. <laughs> I like I don't I don't and then they're so Italian at that like they're they're so it's it's to the point where of course a lot of them are from Italy but it's kind of exaggerated the way that they act I think at one point in the movie just because Laura smacked Massimo in the face he's like you should be Italian excuse me so you just say Italian people just like to slap people like you kidnapped me my nigga of course I'm gonna smack you. I mean, he's lucky that's all she did. I would have been like, I put poison in the wine and the pasta. At one point, y'all, she had his gun and didn't shoot him. I would have, you know, and yes, but his guards may have killed me too, but taking the chance. Oh, I'm taking the chance. I guess I'll just leave it up to you for this part when it comes to just the parallels between Laura and Massimo's relationship. And yes, we're going to bring Twilight into this. The parallels between Massimo, Laura, Bella, and Edward. Go. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll give a little bit of the background because I feel like you were itching to talk about this point. But um, so yeah. the author of this book, her name is Blanca. Um, she wrote this book after being inspired by none other than Fifty Shades of Grey mm-hmm. and a trip to Sicily. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the inspiration for the book. 
So it all makes sense when you look into the background of like this film and this movie while it's made. She also co-wrote the screenplay for it. So another thing, like you everybody knows Fifty Shades is based off of Twilight. Like it was a Twilight fan fiction. So it all comes together in this like weird twisted type of cycle that we just can't seem to fucking break out of and I'm tired of it. Also this author, she she is another reason why I feel like we as women have sort of regressed. Mm. There was a point where I feel like we were making steam with the movement, like respect us. And then they just walked back. And I feel like that started with Fifty Shades of Grey, like when we started to walk it back. Mm. Because she likes to talk about, oh, well, she was interviewed and somebody mentioned the scene with the stories in the plane. And they were like, well, that was rape, wasn't it? Okay, context for that in the film after this weird juxtaposition of boardroom meetings are happening between Laura and Massimo, Massimo founds out someone took his cocaine, of course. Mm-hmm. And then in his private jet, he goes to the back, closes this curtain, and then ultimately forces this flight attendant to second Vic. Yeah. He didn't ask her. He didn't say yes. He just went and Nope. And she was like, no, that wasn't rape. I just think it's nice oral sex. <sighs> and then she went for like she went further with it to say, like, oh well, you know, the store this provoked him. I don't oh. know how someone could provoke you without words, but she was literally putting down a cup of liquor next to him and walked away. So you're telling me. If I were to just hand somebody something, I would provoke them into into making them force me to, to do your job. Like, like uh, and then uh, she goes further. Oh my god. She just god. keeps digging this hole. And she's like, Oh well, you know, there's this psychologist, I think it's Justin Lemiller. Um, and he did this study that stated that approximately 60% of women fantasize about non-consensual sex. Um, how many of these people did he study, first of all? Those studies yeah. are always flawed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, If you are literate in understanding how statistics and science works, you know that your sample group is everything. Yeah. You know? so, he could have been sampling five people. <laughs> Exactly. And then made this report saying 60% of women imagine having exactly. non-consensual sex. And I don't and think that can ever be true. <laughs> no. Because I'm like, if you've ever met a woman, as we all have in our lifetime... And when we say woman, we mean like all women in yeah. that sense. Not just cisgender, any No, woman. no. Any woman. Like, you know. That's a, that's a crock of shit. It is a crock of shit. That's a crock of shit. And if it's not in the realm of like, let's say role play or something like that with someone who you've communicated with, built that trust with, and you said, this is how we're going to have sex, then that's different. But if you're saying yeah. we just fantasize about walking down the street and some person just grabbing us and forcing us into sex, I don't think 
that sounds right to me. Exactly. Like, she used it out of context. I feel like maybe the study was done, like you said, with the first instance, where it was, like, communicated between a couple that had trust built. That, you know, this is what we like to do in the bedroom. And we we have our safe words and all of that good stuff. Because we know when it comes to these, like, statistical reports, niggas just like to read the abstract and call it a day. Yup. <laughs> yep. They like to read the first five sentences and be like, here's Good my point. But they right. don't go into how these findings were made, what the definition for these words are, what we mean by this or that. They don't like to do that. They see the one thing and they're like, oop, this will prove my argument. This is why non-consensual sex should be okay within mm-hmm. film and writing and whatever form of media. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not. But then again, like I say, I mean, that's a, that statistical data might be flawed, as I think it is. But um, also, when you look at the response made? to this movie, I don't, I don't know what the study was. I didn't really look into it. No, that's um, the thing that you have to ask yourself when you hear these things too. It's like, mm-hmm. what year did this study come out? Because I think it was a major influence too. Yeah, I think it was like it was between, I would say early 2010s to mid 2010s mm. so around then um but yeah when you look at the response to the film people might look at that and be like you know what she right because these women are going like cuckoo bananas for this shit and i'm like how sweet and then it's also like he has money at that yeah so, yeah he kidnapped me but like he has a private jet he buys me whatever I want he has a mansion he has drivers he has this he has that and, and he's stupid good looking exactly if it was a random who wasn't rich oh. who was ugly would be like no 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 this cannot be okay we cannot do this and so that's because- the same thing I told my mom I was like if it was a, like a dude with a perv stash Looking like hot trash, people would have been like, Why did you make this movie? There'll be a whole petition for Netflix to take this movie down. Yep. And yet, here we are. Here we are. And again, back to your point where it's this cycle that all stems from Twilight, a book mm-hmm. that is talking about teenagers. Kids. Can we, can we, can, teenagers? Kids. High school age. Teenagers, and it's morphed into this whole thing that white soccer moms of suburbia <laughs> inject into themselves any moment they can, yes. because probably their sex lives ain't the best. Probably they tired of the same old routine. I don't really care because at this point you've normalized this type of shit. Yep, <laughs> and here we are. And here, here we, we are. are paying for it. And now, I guess now we could just go into how we each feel about the film overall. Like, we can get into the plot, the music, the lighting, whatever it is. Um, you can go first. I mean, as much as I would like to speak positively about anything about this film, like you said, if you go into the cinematography and stuff, I mean, the location was cool. Had like a nice little drone shots or whatever. Music was I, right. but I don't want to give it any credit. Mm. Yeah, 
I don't want to be like the movie sucked, but no, like the movie sucked. Full stop. Period. And like, let's say we remove all these themes and just critique the movie based off performance and the writing. Um, a lot of the dialogue felt very choppy. Like there wasn't a consistent flow in a lot of. Didn't it. make sense. There are a lot of filler scenes that didn't make sense. Like anytime I felt as if anytime they were kind of like the production and director, excuse me, were sort of like, I don't know where this is going, y'all. So we need to do something real quick. They're like, boom, Laura gets a makeover, and we're gonna find the gayest <laughs> yes. and gay people to give her a makeover. And Why it gotta play. be somebody gay? Okay, okay. We're going to give her a makeover by these two white gays and we're going <laughs> to consistently do that whenever we don't know what the fuck to do with this movie. And that's exactly what they did. Um, it's so random, a lot of these scenes. Also, it's kind of funny at certain points because the acting and the, the script is just shows how piss poor it is. So yep. if we like skip towards the end of the movie, um, Laura found out that she was pregnant but before this, Massimo's ex, Anna, found out that Massimo found Laura. And Anna says that she's going to kill Laura, just so you know. And Massimo's like, oh, shit. Um, Laura, go back to Poland, please. And in Poland, that's where Laura found out that she's pregnant. And then, again, Massimo pops up out of nowhere. This nigga, he's coming out of nowhere. Comes back, he goes to Poland. And bring Laura back to um, Italy where they're going to get married and shit. Um, and then Anna, or whoever, someone put a hit out on Anna. <laughs> Didn't know that hits were still happening, but, you know, someone put a no, hit out on, um, on Laura. And when Massimo's right-hand man, this older gentleman, finds out, he, like, <laughs> he gets out the car and runs to Massimo. And no words are exchanged. He kind of just like shrugs and and like <laughs> like that type of reaction. <laughs> he sort of just like shrugs and somehow Massimo knows that this means that Laura was <laughs> murdered potentially. We don't know. <laughs> she spoiler alert, she wasn't. She wasn't, because there's three she books to this shit. Exactly. Like, and we know there's going to be two more movies to this shit. So, y'all who yep. enjoy it, congratulations. Unfortunately, I don't even know. Now are we, we going to gonna watch that shit? Are we going to have to watch it? <laughs> I I don't even know. Like I said, disclaimer for me, like, I went into this shit blind. I went into this shit, like, me and my friends saw this shit, and we were like, yo, let's watch it. Before it was on Netflix, we watched it. We got the bottles of wine out, FaceTime on, booming. Blah. But, yeah. What a ride I was in for, I didn't know. But yeah, it's like the dialogue is choppy. A lot of the scenes don't make sense. A lot of the things that the characters decide to do really don't make sense. Like, I'm sorry, we're all over the place and trying to summarize this, this movie, but like... Because the movie is all over the place. Exactly. Thank you. So, Laura, while they're in Italy, it's her birthday. They're in Italy because it's her birthday. So, while she's chilling by the pool, she comes to realize that, like, her boyfriend ain't nowhere to be seen. He hasn't said anything to her. Um, and it's because he decided to go on do some tourist shit while she's chilling by the pool with her friends. <laughs> so, she gets upset. 
pushes him into the pool. So instead of being like, hey, let me go to the receptionist and say, can I get a room for myself for the night or whatever? She says, no, I'm going to put on this mumu or whatever the fuck that shit was. <laughs> and she's going to roam the streets of Sicily in her bikini and mumu and heels. And in alone. Dark, alone. At night. Ladies, we know we don't take night walks alone. And we don't take night walks mumu. in groups. <laughs> especially not in the movie without titties out under it <sighs> our whole body out she got the ass cheeks out mumu on heels strutting through the alleys looking lost as ever doesn't have a phone doesn't have nothing with her and that's Goofy. of course where Massimo's men find her and kidnap her and then it's, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of confusion because you're trying to think, okay, if I was in this situation, what would I do? And the characters do the exact opposite of everything that you would do. Right. But it's not even like that. Like, there are movies that frustrate you in a good way, though. Yes. But they rationalize it well. Like Pause I had for said one to second. you. Yep. Is it necessary? They don't want us to have one take so bad. Not all. Oh my god, it's far now, but you still hear the sound. It's so loud. Jesus. Okay. I haven't lost my thought. Um. Yes. Like I had said um, earlier, we were talking about the movie, like, it's not as if they made her life before Massimo unbearable. It would have made sense for her to resist so little in his capture if her life prior to him was, like, absolutely shit. But she had a good job. She was making money. She had a decent place. The only thing that was, like, okay, maybe not good, was her boyfriend. And even, that, like, he wasn't abusive to her. He just wasn't interested at that point. So exactly. she could have just left him and lived a good-ass life, but it wasn't and like she was in the dumps. And it's also, like, of course, Stockholm Syndrome happens if you're in a situation where, like, you're a kid. But I don't think it happens that fucking fast. Where you no. end up falling in love with your cat. Like, I don't think it happens that fast. And everything just happens so fast in that film. It had, it had me excited. I, like, I like nobody in the film. Not even Laura's friend. Because when Laura was sent back to Poland, why was this homegirl like, uh, let's go to the police? Uh, fuck the police, but why, why don't we go to the police? Thank you. You don't, I'm not going to sit here and let you tell me every moment of this shit when you could be telling this moment to somebody who could bring justice for your ass, potentially. Hopefully. Audrey, if you had told me some shit like that, the way I would have had your ass put in Witsack. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Girl. If you came up to me saying, Audrey, um, 
while I was in Italy, this man kidnapped me and did X, Y, and Z, but he bought me like Chanel shoes, YSL heels. <laughs> I would be like, Whitney, first of all, we got to go talk to somebody who can help you about this situation because you telling me this has, is going to make me look at you crazy. Yeah. And then also be concerned that, hey, potentially Stockholm Syndrome is happening here. But, like, Laura made it seem like homegirl were on a vacation. Yeah. And then, almost forgot, when he gave her her laptop and phone, this girl says, let me call my mom and tell my mom that I got a job here out of nowhere, even though she's doing well in Poland. I have a job here. Don't worry about it. Girl, why did you not contact somebody to come help you? That And I nobody think, thought it was suspicious that she didn't contact them for like, I don't know, was it a few weeks, a few months? I don't know, girl. They don't really tell us time in this movie. Yeah. You have to sort of guess. And, oh, how can we forget the sex scenes? <laughs> I know this is why y'all here. The sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to get into the sex scenes that are consensual. But, oh, that's a gray area. But the sex scenes where I guess Laura was really into it. Let me just phrase it that way. Um, the boat. The, the infamous boat scene. I never knew that men had that much stamina in sex. <laughs> It was all a lie. I'm sorry, y'all. It's a lie. <laughs> I, I mean, um... it's a lie because they went from the bed to the front of the boat to the side of the boat to on top of the boat to the back of the boat to the water to here to there, all while Maximo's right hand man is there too. Can you imagine how uncomfortable that would be if you're on the boat with a couple? And you're just having sex everywhere, and you're just everywhere. You're like, hey, you got any pickles? To like the quarter monster, you got oh any pickles? Oh my god. See? They happen for way too long, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, one, I'm like, no. Like, I get probably a minute or two. Not even. Five minutes of me watching. It felt real at some point. That's why I thought it was a porno. And a lot of people have that same conception. They're like, so did they really have sex? Because, because they were doing a lot. They, they were doing, doing a lot. lot. Like, a you can't tell lot. me when he was going down on her that that spit did actually touch her cooch. You can't tell me it did it. Yeah. I think it probably then, did. And I think it was real. I'm so, But and then it's like, Wait, y'all are doing this in front of a crew? Yeah, they were like, you know, we tried to make it as minimal crew as possible, blah, blah, blah. Like, every person who films sex scene says, but, like, for me, to that extent, if anything, mm-hmm. they should have just set up a tripod and leave. Yep. Because it should have been filmed lot. at all, in my opinion. It was very, but, very weird. And I guess that's one of the things. It's like, this film is also being praised for how like adventurous adventurous I can't speak today um the sex scenes are but it's like y'all this is a European film 
they yeah. go way like if y'all haven't watched anything on BBC or y'all Bruh. haven't watched anything outside of American television, y'all would know that they go far either way. Yeah, it's, it's just norm. this one seemed like they were actually having sex rather than like simulating sex. Yeah, and they made it a point too. Like that, that was like one of the main focuses of I guess making the movie was figuring out like how to make the sex as realistic as possible. I think when the like the the two times he got fellatio, he said he wore a strap on for the actresses to actually suck. Can you imagine? You get Can a, you, you imagine? Get a gig, you get a gig, and your gig is to suck, suck a strap on, on camera for a movie. And yeah. you're not even like a, a main character, so you know you're getting paid pennies for that shit. Pennies. <laughs> I guess, man. Like the music was at least good. That's the that's the only positive I guess but if I had to give this movie a rating out of five it's barely getting a one <laughs> I think Rotten Tomatoes are elitist but they actually did that shit with their rating they gave it zero percent and it it deserves that it deserves every bit of that zero but then again these reviews probably won't matter because the numbers are looking good probably the numbers are astronomical so as long as the people watching there's always going to be someone who's like here's the money to make the next movie and the next movie and potentially a spinoff and potentially a show so we don't know where this is going they're definitely getting a movie a second one yeah of course they have to they have to finish the books but it's also just like we need to stop with these tropes we need to stop making it seem like non-consensual sex is okay when it's not and we've evolved past the whole oh what was me type of woman but then it's it's, that's another thing laura will talk her shit in her boardroom talk her shit to massimo but yet wouldn't really question her circumstances if that made sense. Like she's so outspoken with other shit, but yeah, when it comes to this, it's crickets from this girl. This woman, sorry. Like radio silence. Personally for me this movie made me very uncomfortable at certain parts. Um yeah. and it took a lot for me to finish it. Like I had to skip through it in order to like get to certain points. So again, I apologize if like our summary of the film is incoherent, makes sense. But like when he I don't, I don't apologize. It wasn't coherent. (laughs) It didn't make any sense. So can you blame us? It doesn't Um, deserve a proper summary. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. This white woman thought it was okay to make this movie in 2020. And my final thoughts are <laughs> white women will always be the weakest link and this shows. <laughs> and that's it from us. Um, hopefully by next week we'll have an episode where we're either fawning over our new obsessions or probably reviewing something else. Let us know what y'all want to hear from us, by yeah. the way. Like, we have our socials. We ha- we probably will put our email in the description as well in case y'all want to yeah. email us anything. Um, 
And yeah, if you got if you made it to the end of this episode, hopefully you took care of yourself in the process. And um we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.